Hi, my name is Kim, and I'm a compulsive overeater. It feels kind of weird to just talk through the air. I don't typically go to phone meetings. I go more to face-to-face -face or Zoom meetings. But I'm glad that the telephone is available for those that um, can't do it other ways. Um, I've been in the program for a very long time. I originally came into the program of Overeaters Anonymous when I was 12 years old. Uh, I was the only teenager in the rooms. Um, there was one meeting that had a meeting that was called Oatots, and it was basically just a babysitting club. And so I was there to get help. I was always more mature for my age. I always had um, more mature friends, older friends, and um, so I asked if I could go to the adult meeting, and they, and they said I was welcome. And so I got um, adopted by all the women, and um, I originally got I got a sponsor right away, and um, I started working what back then was called the gray sheet. And the gray sheet is in one of the pamphlets today, but it's not called the gray sheet. Um, I'm not sure which one it is, but um, that's what was recommended back then. I think that was in in the 80s. And um, so um, I went to a lot of meetings during the week. I uh, got rides from other um, compulsive overeaters. And um, sometimes I would go to a meeting every night, and I was very serious about my program. And I, I got abstinent right away. I remember that original first time when I got abstinent. I lost 40 pounds just from stopping eating the sugar. That was all I stopped eating was sugar and three meals a day. And um, I was so amazed that um, I had eaten that much sugar and, um, in my life, in my days. And um, today I have... Currently, I have nine years of abstinence. My birthday was um, June. It was in June, June seventeenth, and um, so it's almost a year and a half, or a year and a half, nine and a half. All right, I'm not used to um, speaking all that often. I have a, I experienced chronic pain and chronic illness. So if I falter on my words or have a little brain fog, please be patient with me. I spoke at a meeting the other day, and I think I had like a minute or two minutes where I couldn't think of something. And, um, but I, I learned to be patient with myself, and where I am learning still, and um, I'm have learned acceptance a lot more since I've had the chronic pain and illness. Um, I was looking at, well, let me first let me share a little of my history. I was, when I got abstinent that first time, I was abstinent for almost four years. And my mom had, was the one who found a way for me. And she was so proud of me. And she was in AA and I was proud of her for being abstinent or sober for seven years. And so we were going to give each other our candles. 
And uh, at the time, my mom was terminally ill. And uh, I broke my abstinence about a month before um, I was to celebrate my four, year, four years. And I didn't want my mom to know. And I didn't want to disappoint her. I told my sponsor, I begged my sponsor to give me my candle. She gave me my candle against her will. And um, I took my candle on false pretenses just to not disappoint my mom. And I had a lot, a lot of shame about that for years and years. Um, and I hung on for a little while in no way, but I wasn't really abstinent after that until my mom died in um, August of that year. And um, then I left away, and it was because of the shame. I've never been able to make amends to that sponsor. I've never ran into her again, and I wish I could. Um, uh, I came back. I came back and left, and came back and left. I think two more times in my life, and um, I remember one of my sponsors said, "You'll be back." And I told her, "I'd never." Well, I came back. A few years later, once you know what you're doing when you're overeating, it really takes something out of the overeating. And I knew that OA was the only answer for from a very early age. So um, I hadn't really tried much before I originally came to, into OA. So I ended up trying different things throughout my life and the times that I wasn't in OA found out for sure that nothing else worked. I mean, I can lose weight, but not really keep it off or only keep on a diet for maybe a week and then and then um, eat again. Um, I've also, um, in the past, I was very depressed. I had a lot of anxiety. I still deal with depression and anxiety, but not to the level that I had back then. Um, back then, I I had suicidal ideation. I never did actually try, but I was in the hospital several times in the late 90s. And um, I was today. That's my my past. And today, I was looking at a document that I downloaded. It's um, the Bedevilments versus the Promises. And it says only 31 pages later, the Bedevilments are replaced by the Promises. And so they are compared. And I thought, I looked at them and I compared it to my life. And um, the first Bedevilment is we're having trouble with personal relationships. And that made me think about how I used to have a really, really bad um, relationship with my daughter. We um, we fought constantly. We yelled at each other. I yelled at her. She yelled at me. And um, I dreaded being with her during the vacations from school. And um, I learned through the steps, I learned that I had a part in things, and I also learned that 
I need to change my own behavior before she was going to change. And I always wanted to change her. And um, that's where um, the promise of we will lose interest in self-esteem and gain interest in our fellow self-seeking will slip away. Um, that's where I say I started to see that I had a part in everything. It's not just the other person has a problem. And the second one was I couldn't control my emotional nature, the bedevilment. Reminds me of where I talked to you already about how I had suicidal ideation. And um, I had never any thoughts in my head. My head was never quiet. I was in the hospital. And um, um, today, I first I wrote down that I love silence, but I'd like to say I'm comfortable with silence today. Um, my mind, I can have still have a quiet mind when it's silent. And um, my mind doesn't run off in a million places and I don't worry and um, in my mind a lot and I'm able to reach out and use the tools and use the steps to help me. Um, we were a prey to misery and depression before. All I thought about was everything negative. And today, I have a whole new outlook on life. And I try to focus more on gratitude. And I try to think of at least three gratitudes at night when I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep. And I, when I wake up in the morning, I try to remember to thank God that I woke up that day. And uh, we couldn't make a living. Um, that one is always hard for me because I always thought that um, making a living meant that I had to have a job or a career, and I never have had a job or a career. I've had disabilities most of my life, emotionally, emotionally um, first, um, I had a crippling depression, and um, wasn't able to hold down a job. And uh, today I don't have fear of people. I don't have fear of economic insecurity. Um, before I was full of extreme fear, I went through a period where I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't even go in my own backyard without a panic attack. And today I, I face people and I'm not afraid of people, and I'm not afraid to set boundaries. And I know I, I know my worth, and I can stick up for myself when someone puts me down. Um, where we had a feeling of uselessness in the past, um, now this feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Um, today, Today I have moments of self-pity, but I can stop and pray. I can pray, I can use the steps, I can do a 10 step, I can make a phone call, I can read some literature, and um, I don't allow myself to get in that self-pity for very long. Um, 
another bedevilment was we were full of fear, but I already talked about that. And the promise was we would be intuitively know how to handle situations, which used to baffle us. That's because I turned to my higher power and my fellows. And I have this, um, I think of God like as a good orderly direction. And um, I have this sense in myself of what's good and bad. And I know um, what is my higher power's will and what's my will. And um, we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. I definitely have freedom from this session of food. Um, before I, I couldn't have certain food. I couldn't have my binge foods in my house. Um, my I would eat my daughter's food. Um, I was always going to food to deal with situations. I don't even go to food anymore um, to deal with chronic pain or illness because I know that it's only a temporary fix. And because I have such a new freedom and new happiness, my life is so much more full, full of so much more better than just overeating and, and food. And like on Thanksgiving, I wasn't hanging around the food table. I was socializing with people. Um, I used before I would hang around the the food table and gravitate toward kids or or animals because I was afraid of of people my age. And um, before I couldn't be of a real help to other people, but today um, I do help people. I today I spread kindness through my art um, and. I um, I help others by sponsoring and making outreach calls and sharing my experience, strength, and hope. I can share today not just my experience, strength, and hope of both overeating, but how I've dealt with the chronic pain and chronic illness um, in in concerning uh, chronic pain and how okay how I've dealt with chronic pain and illness by not overeating. I just spoke at a meeting the other day that OA meeting that focuses on, on that. And um, I love the last one where it says, we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. People will like, will get impressed when they hear <coughs> that I have over nine years of abstinence. But I always tell them that it's not me, it's my higher power. I never take credit for that because I know I can't do it on my own. I know that it's my higher power that's giving me the sanity that I have today. Five-minute reminder. Uh, thank you. And um, I've dealt through most of my past with, the, with um, doing many four steps and sent steps, and um, I don't regret things in my past. That's why I share about that story when I was a kid and broke my absence and lied, and why I share 
about being in the mental hospital. I don't have shame about those things. Those are things that are part of my story that may help somebody else. And I can help people now who have depression, anxiety, chronic pain, illness, people compulsively overeat. And that gives me usefulness. So um, I'm really grateful now that you asked me to be a speaker. I wasn't before. I was very nervous. But um, thank you for listening. And uh, that's my story. Thank you.